Welcome everyone to First Baptist Church of Shakota's audio sermon. My name is Jeff Holt. I'm the student pastor here. We've had some extraordinary weeks here recently at First Baptist Church. Some great fellowship that won't be soon forgotten. As we continue to count down the days that are left in 2019, we just have a couple of events that are left. This upcoming Sunday evening, the children are going to be performing their Christmas play. Immediately following, we're going to be having some refreshments in the fellowship hall. The program begins at 6 p.m. and it's going to be in our sanctuary at our church. The following Sunday, the Sunday before Christmas, Brother Jim and his church choir are going to be performing the Christmas cantata during the morning service. You don't want to miss out on these two events as they have proven to be something special each year. On today's audio sermon, Pastor Steve shows us a different side of Christmas as it can be a season of a lot of different emotions for people. Christmas is generosity, and generosity can have some long-lasting effects in our lives. Pastor Steve shows us what happens when someone decides to become generous and not only their giving of money, but also of time. Steve uses several key verses to talk about generosity, and if you have our church app, you can follow along with the notes that are posted in there. Sometimes we can, we can get a little greedy and selfish in what we think is ours when truly it's not ours. Everything we have is God's. And in Scripture, God does talk an awful lot about being generous. We as believers, we as Christians are to be a generous people. That's one way that people see Christ in us is when we're generous. You know, uh, of course, you guys know we've been traveling once a month out to California to the hospital, and it's amazing, um, at least to me, and I know to Deb as well, it's amazing of how we see God go before us. He just does. Um, It's a little stressful pushing a wheelchair through an airport especially when it's LAX, and I mean, it's a large, it's a large airport as you're flying into, but, but even in Tulsa. Um, but it's amazing just how God puts the right person in our path at the right time, a TSA agent. Uh, it's amazing how this time we, apt, we, getting through security this time was really easy. Not that they didn't pat us down and they didn't go through all the routines that they need to go through, but it just, I mean, God just, we were through in in no time getting our shoes back on, getting Deb's shoes back on. I wear flip-flops anytime I go to an airport, winter, summer, doesn't matter, because I kick those things off. And and then we get onto the plane and the stewardesses were, I, I don't know, it was just every time we, if we were on a plane, if we were going from, um, uh, you know, one terminal to the next terminal when we flew into um, uh, Minnesota, uh, whatever town we flew into Minnesota, we flew to Minnesota to get to L.A., uh, but um, uh, there's a little lady, a uh, little girl that came in, and she said, let me help you guys, grabbed her, grabbed Deb in the wheelchair, said, do you want to push her, or you want me to carry your bag? I said, well, if you don't mind pushing, uh, carrying the bag, I'll push, I'll push Debbie, and, and so we went from one terminal to the next and and she walked right with us and made sure we got because we just had this just small window that we had to and God just put her there and we get into LA and um, we're at the the Alamo we rented through Alamo this time a a rental car and and, uh, we we had a uh, you know they have a compact a midsize and a large and and we went with this compact because it got you know good gas mileage and on and we're doing all the paperwork, and everything just just worked well. And the gentleman looked at us. He said, you know what? Um, get a bigger car. not going to cost you anything. Just take a bigger car because it will be easier for the wheelchair. 
Thank you, God. Get into the hotel, and I could just tell you story after story of how God just showed up and just went before us. Uh, coming back, we fly into Tulsa, and we're tired. I mean, we're, we're really haggard at this point. And this young gentleman um, uh, came onto the plane, and he had this little aisle chair is what they call it, and we transferred Debbie over, he and another young guy. And, and, and he just, I forgot his name, Ray. Ray. About uh, 20 years old, 19 years old, whatever he was. But, but just, I mean, treated Debbie like she was his mother, you know. And, and as we're coming off, he said, now, do you need to go to the restroom? Yes. Yeah, so 24-7, we need to go to the bathroom. And, and, and uh, uh, he waited on us. And, and we came out and I said, Ray, thank you. Man, you've been great helping us get off the plane and to this point. And he's like, no, I, I'll, I'll, let's get to your car. You know, and walked us out to the car and waited outside for us and, and waited outside till Jake and Hunter pulled up in the van. And, and you know, it was just time and time again. And I was so um, just, I don't know if humbled's the word to use, uh, the word to use here, but uh, I was so thankful that how God just, just time and time again just showed up. And I know he does that in your life as well. I know he does. Um, and if he doesn't, um, I promise you, if you come into a relationship with Jesus Christ, he, you know, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And, and, and he doesn't. And, and we were so thankful for that. And so this week I've been talking about, I've been reading about generosity. Debbie and I have been talking about being, you know, just generosity. And as we were, we had an afternoon. Um, on Thursday we had an afternoon. I said, well, Let's get in the car. I mean, we can't really get out and sightsee, but we do it through a car, you know, because just getting in and out and it's just, you know, it's hard to transfer and all of this. And we went down through Hollywood. I said, let's go through the Walk of Fame, you know, the stars. And, and it was amazing. It, it truly just, just shocked me as we, we came off of uh, the 405, I believe it was, or the I-10, I can't remember. But we were coming into Hollywood and we come to this little bridge not Little Bridge, but this, this highway going over top. And I counted 22 tenths on this side of under the bridge. And I counted, you know, uh, the same or, or just a little bit less on this side of the homelessness. And I thought, how horrible would it be, you know, that, that really the only shelter you have is a tent. You know, and, and I know there's arguments say, well, you know, some of that they bring on themselves and die. And, you know, I, I, I get all that. But I just broke my heart to just see the homelessness and how, you know, I thought, how, how can I with a generous heart? And so let's talk about generosity, okay? Because, you know, people come up to my window and, and they're like, hey, you have a dollar. And, you know, you're kind of caught off guard. And you're like, oh, I don't, I, you know, I, you don't know if you're going to get mugged or shot. I mean, you know, I'm from Oklahoma and I'm in L.A. I'm like, I don't know. You're going to kill me? I, you know, I don't know. We stereotype a lot of places, don't we? L.A.'s, California is a beautiful state with beautiful people in it. And we just keep meeting them. And I'm so thankful for what God's doing. But. Let me start by reading this verse of scripture, then we're going to get into our text, or our scriptures. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. You can turn there if you want, but I'm just going to read it, and then we're going to continue. So it says this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, 
And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Now, this isn't just talking about money. It could be talking about time. It could be talking about finances. It could be talking about time. It could be talking about talents. You know, whatever you don't have a lot of, what you need to do is begin to sow that. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So we as believers, we are to be givers. Christmas is what? Christmas is, it's a season of generosity, but we should have generosity all year long. Guys, we're coming into 2020. We are coming into a new year very fast. And, and I can tell you this year, new year in 2020, you're going to have so many opportunities to be generous people. You have an opportunity to finish this year being a generous person. But look what this passage says. We are saved because the master, Jesus, amazingly and out of sheer generosity, moved to save us. Do you understand that Jesus was a generous God? God is a generous God. And, and through his generosity, he saves us. We all live off God's generous bounty, gift after gift. Everything we have is God's. We live off God's generous bounty that he gives to us. Why do we need to be generous givers? Why? Why should I give? Why should I, why should I, I be generous? One, to be more like Christ. Now, on the back of your bulletin, if you want to write these down, uh, you can. That way you'll have these and you, you will remember those. We are to be more like Christ. How? The godly are generous givers. That's one, that's one way that we identify ourselves as Christians is we are generous people. Do you realize, and I've heard it and you've heard it too, I'm sure, waitresses and people who work in restaurants hate to work on Sundays because it's the day they get the least tips. Why is that? Why is it we leave church and we go to a restaurant and we don't tip well? I don't know. I, I, one thing I've always tried, and I'm not trying to brag, but guys, I, I've always tried to be a very generous tipper, even with poor service. And we went to uh, my place last night, and I drink, I'll drink about four or five cups of water every meal. I, and, and, you know, my place, East, they have big cups. I can drink three or four of those sitting at, at a table. I never got, I never got a refill. It was busy. Deb was kind of going this way and that way, and she'd get caught up. Not this Deb, but the waitress. She'd get caught up at the, 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 the um, checkout and, I mean, all of that. And I was sitting there, and I looked over, and Hannah, who doesn't drink as much as Dad does, she was empty too. And we sat there, and we ate her meal, and we're done. I looked over at Deb, and hers was, I mean, just there wasn't much in hers left. And I, I, didn't, I didn't care about Kyle, whether he had something to drink or not. I, I don't know. I didn't really look at his cup. <laughs> Love you, brother. I'm just messing with you. But, you know, and I thought, but you know what? In my heart, I still tipped well. You know, she was having a bad night. It was hard. Why are Christians bad tippers? Guys, when you go into a restaurant, especially on a Sunday, you should tip well. People ought to come in and they ought to fight over serving you because they know you're a good tipper. We should be generous people. We should want to share the love of Jesus by giving the things he gives us away. Everything we have has come from you, Lord, and we can only give you what is already yours. Wow. Whatever I give to missions, whatever I give back to, it's all God's. And I say, well, God, I'm going to give to you today through giving to Lottie Moon. I'm just giving back to him what's already his. We should be generous people. You will be glorifying God through your generous gift. For your generosity to them will prove you are obedient to the good news of Christ. We should be a giving people. Now, you're a very giving church. 
but I think we can do better. It's a cure for selfishness. Do, does any parent in here want you to want their children to be selfish? No. We teach them, don't be selfish. You need to share. You need to be good. You need to play with other people well. You know, especially if it's, it's in your own home and you have more than one child and they fight over something, you know, and you're like, hey, you guys share that. We teach that. Listen, the cure for selfishness in an adult's life is to be generous. Just give it away. It's selfish and silly to think only of yourself. Proverbs 18.1. The greedy set an ambush for themselves. They booby-trap their own lives. It is the fate of all who are greedy. It ends up robbing them of life. Proverbs 1, 18 and 19. If you want to booby trap your life, if you want to end up kind of destroying your life, just be greedy. Hang on to something. God will take it away from you. It deepens relationships. You know, when last Sunday, we were flying out to L.A. last Sunday, and I had two gentlemen come up to me and hand me a $100 bill. Each of them. Didn't expect it. Didn't ask for it. They just handed it to us. Said, here. They knew we were we're going to L.A. You know what that does? It deepens my relationship with those guys. I want to know them better. Hey, I want to really get to know who you're. (laughs) Give me snow. But it does. Has someone ever handed you something, a gift? And it deepens your relationship with them, doesn't it? You know, it's like you, you, you know them better. You want to get to know them better. Like, wow, they just, they, they just gave me a gift. It deepens our relationships with them. Your generosity not only provides for the needs of God's people, but also produces prayers of thanksgiving to God. Your heart will be wherever your treasure is. Wherever your treasure is, That's where your heart's going to be. So if you're just giving to a 401k, that's where your heart's going to be. If you're just giving to your bank account, that's where your heart's going to be. We should be generous people. And it also, number four, it stretches our faith. Being generous people stretches our faith. Your giving provides the reality. Your giving proves the reality of your faith. If we're not giving back to God, what God requires of us, and that's called a tithe, that's 10% of what God gives us, of your income. God says you're to give 10% of that back. It's already his. You're just sharing with God what God, it's already his. If you're not giving your tithe faithfully, there's something wrong with their faith. Whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. If, you're, if you feel like, man, I don't have much time, maybe you ought to start giving your time away. It's amazing how this law of giving give, works. You don't have more time. You feel like, man, I don't have any money. I can't give. Start, and I'm not saying to test God, but just see if God's true to his word because he is. You start giving, you'll be amazed at how God provides for you. And it blesses me back. When I'm a generous person, it blesses me back. Look at Deuteronomy 15.10. Give generously to others and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hands to. Who in this room doesn't want everything you do to be blessed? God says, I'll tell you how it works. If you give generously, 
I'll bless everything you do. I'm not just talking about dollars and cents. Uh, given of your time, given of, uh, given, give, given of your talents, give generously. And God says, I will give you back generously. Trouble is sometimes we just don't trust God. I mean, we trust God for our salvation, but we just don't trust him in the everyday things of life. You know, God, I, I don't know. Have you, seen my, have, you, have you seen my schedule, God? I don't have a lot of time in there. God, have you seen my bank account? God, I mean, you know, I have this talent, but I, I, just, I just don't, I don't, like, don't want to sing anymore. I had this bad moment. God's like, you give generously of the talent I gave you. You give it. And I'll bless you in everything you do. Good will come to those who are generous. Psalms 112.5. Good will come to those who are generous. It is possible to give freely and become more wealthy, but those who are stingy will lose everything. Proverbs 11.24. Those who are stingy will lose everything. This upcoming year, Man, we're going to have opportunity to be giving people. A generous man or woman will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. And the last point is it's an investment. Who in here doesn't like a good investment? I don't know if you guys play the stock market. You know, I don't know. But I know you guys may keep up with it. But no one in here wants to give to something that's going to fail. You don't want to get, well, I'm going to give my money and I know this investment's not going to work. This is the worst investment in the world. No one's going to give to it. But giving is an investment that gives back to you. Use your worldly resource to benefit others. In this way, your generosity stores up a reward for you in heaven. You're storing up a reward for you in heaven when you give of your resources, when you benefit other people, when you benefit a community, when you benefit a school, when you benefit a neighbor. When you do that, you're storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Those treasures in heaven cannot be taken away. They won't rot. They won't rust. They won't fade away. Everything in this world is going to fade away. Everything in this world is going to fall apart. Everything in this world is going to just rust away. As my brother tried to sing one Sunday, dust in the wind. Everything in here is just going to be dust. But what you store up for yourself in heaven will last forever. Tell them to use their money to do good, always being ready to share with others. Whatever God has given them, by doing this, they will be storing up real treasure for themselves in heaven. The only safe investment for eternity, and they will live a fruitful Christian life down here as well. Now, how do we develop a generous heart? How do we develop it? Well, this comes straight from Scripture, these next few points. But let me read this verse to you. If you're eager to give, it isn't important how much you're able to give. If you're eager to give, if you want to be a generous person, it doesn't matter how much you have. You may say, well, you know what? If I, if I had as much as my neighbor did or the guy sitting in the pew in front of me, I would give all the time. No, 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 no. You know, it's not based upon how much you have. A generous heart is someone who wants to give because Jesus Christ has given to you. So it's not important how much you give. It's important that you have a heart that is wanting to give. Now look what the Bible says. Authentic generosity is this. Each man 
should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Now, let's stop there for a moment. I was down here at uh, one of the stores here in town, and this happens in every store I go into and you as well. I was buying an item, and I got up to the cash register, and the gentleman said, would you like to donate a dollar for, you know, buying toys for, for someone? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> and then I thought, every eye in this building is looking at me right now because I'm Scrooge. I'm being Scrooge right now, you know, because I said no, you know, and he's like, okay, and he rung me up, and I paid, and I'm walking out, and I'm like, everyone's staring at me. Well, there was nobody staring at me, but it just, it caught me off guard. I don't know about you, but I don't like being caught off guard, you know? Uh, I don't, so, so let's talk through this verse of scripture. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So how do I develop this in my heart? Number one is be thoughtful in your giving. Okay, because that's what that verse of scripture just told us. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. So, for instance, let's talk about Lottie Moon. Anytime we have a special offering, all we ever ask you to do is pray about what would God what God would have you to give. Now, when it comes to a tithe, God is very clear to that. You give ten percent of of your income, you give that. But when we have a special offering like Lottie Moon, we always say, "Would you pray and, and ask God what He would have you to give?" We want you to be thoughtful in your giving. That's what Scripture tells us to do. What we want to do is we want to be biblical in our giving, and one way of doing that is that you're thoughtful. You know, so when I'm at at a store and someone asks me, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I wasn't able to be thoughtful at the moment. I was caught off guard. You know, I was like, "No, no." Well, other times, yes, I give. Would you like to round up to, to an even amount on your get? Yeah, yes, I'll do that. You know, next time I go into that store, I will be thinking, do I want to give a toy to something here and there? So be thoughtful in your giving, okay? Developing generosity, number one is to be thoughtful. Number two, voluntary. It should be voluntary. We here at Shakota First Baptist Church, we don't ever want you to give grudgingly. We don't want you to feel like you're being pressured. And then when you're giving, it should be thoughtful, but it also should not be reluctantly or under compulsion. So to, to develop a heart of generosity, you should be thoughtful, should be voluntary, also it should be cheerful. Give with a cheerful heart. God, I'm giving to this offering or I'm giving to this organization that has nothing to do with church, but I'm giving to this organization. If you don't give to that organization with a cheerful heart, if you feel like, well, you know what? Uh, I sit on this board and everybody's giving, so I got to give. You know, God's not going to honor that giving. It's not with a cheerful heart. It's not thoughtful. It's not really voluntary. In order for God to bless our giving, and the generosity that we should show in our lives as Christians, it should be cheerful, it should be voluntary, and it should be thoughtful. Now, I'm not talking about your tithing, okay? I'm talking about your generosity, your time, thoughtful in you giving of your time, thoughtful in you uh, giving of yourself, your voluntary, not feeling pressured to give, giving with a cheerful heart. God will give you an opportunity to do good, and he will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. This upcoming year, in 2020, God's going to give you plenty of opportunities. I don't know what's going to happen in your life. 
I don't know about your health. I don't know about your family. I don't know about your work. I don't know about anything other than I know this for sure. God's going to give you opportunity to do good and to be generous this upcoming year. God will give you opportunity to do good, and he will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Then you will be enriched so that you can give even more generously. This upcoming year, God's going to give all of us an opportunity to give. How are you giving on your time back to the Lord? How are you giving of your finances to the Lord? How are you giving to your community? How are you giving to your spouse, to your family? You know, some giving can be bad. Have you seen cases where parents just give and give and give to their kids to where they just almost ruin their life? Well, in order for us to develop a heart of generosity, we should be cheerful. It should be voluntary. It should be thoughtful. We begin to do that. We begin to develop in our life a spirit of generosity. Why is it essential? Because we need to be more like Christ. Why is it essential? Because it's a cure for selfishness. Why is it essential? Because it deepens relationship. It stretches my faith. And it blesses me back. And it's an investment in my life. Are you generous? You should be. Because Christ gave to you himself. And what he wants is us to give ourselves back to him. The Bible says that we can come to a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. God was the most generous of all. Because he gave his son, Jesus Christ, who died on a cross for each one of us. Because we were born into this world, we were born with sin nature in us, separated from God. And we needed a perfect sacrifice. Not an animal with blemishes, or, but perfect. Because the Bible said where there is no shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. And so blood needed to be shed. And so for every sin I commit, I would need to lay my life down to pay the penalty of that. But Jesus said, no, God, I'll pay the price for Steve. I'll be generous and I'll pay it. And he did by dying on a cross. And all he asked me to do is confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and to believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. The Bible says, I will be saved. And when I fully understand and when I just even begin to understand generosity that God showed me why in the world would I not want to be generous to people around me don't be selfish don't be a Scrooge this Christmas be generous show Jesus through your giving of yourself of your time love to other people a neighbor before Thanksgiving, we went around and just giving out little bags of cookies to some of our widows and different ones. And it's heartbreaking how many just wasn't really having Thanksgiving with family. And I thought, wow, 
all my families together. A little different, but together. Just made me want to get more out of thankfulness to God. Are you a generous person? Because God talked an awful lot about it in Scripture. And you should be. We should be. Thank you again for listening to today's message. If you're listening to us today and do not have a church home, we'd love for you to join us on Sunday mornings at 945 for our Sunday school time and 1055 for our worship time. Next week, I'll be preaching for Pastor Steve, so be sure to join us for another message from God's Word. For more information and previous sermons, please check out our website at shakotafbc.com, or you can download our church app today. You can search church app-tithling.